Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. This guy, this guy Joel, he was a professional sports better for the better part of 10 years and has been blacklisted off of every sports booking app or website because he was winning too much money. So he has decided to bring his expertise to you. You can sign up to bet with Joel on any of his packages and the the bets get sent directly to your phone. Instead of you sitting at home doing research and checking, you know, checking stats and you know, checking the last game just 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 to decide on how to make your ridiculous multi come off. And you're putting you're putting one dollar down on a twenty-eight thousand dollar multi for a quick for a quick win. It's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Just like, you know, you're you're hoping that the world's gonna be a fair and equal place. That the chances of that is the same chances of your goddamn multi coming off. But if you sign up to bet with Joel and you get the correct advice and you follow the program, you are going to get your money up just like me. So if you want to get that cash, sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref. That's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive 50 for 50% off your first week subscription with bet with Joel. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Play the system win the bets, win, play to win. We're also sponsored by Phoenix Fitness, that's FNX Fitness, for all your supplement and fitness needs. You need some new, need some new, you know, cut off shirts to show your, your seps, the tries and buys, Phoenix Fitness. You need some creatine to get real swole, Phoenix Fitness. You need some CBD gummies if you're in America. Uh, they don't send them out here to Australia because it's not illegal, it's not legal yet. But you need some CBD gummies to get some some sleep or some pain relief. Phoenix Fitness. Hit the uh, link in the Instagram bio or the link in the episode description and enter promo code WTTP for fifteen percent off all orders. You can also uh, support the show directly by going to welcometothepotty.com/store and buying yourself a butter soft Welcome to the Potty unsourced t-shirt it's all unsourced here at the welcome to the potty podcast and now you can have unsourced printed across your chest these shits are swaggy swaggy if you're creating a player and you want that motherfucker to get 50 extra swag points then you buy yourself a welcome to the potty unsourced t-shirt these shits are soft baby soft got in a car accident flew out the windshield slid across the road without a scratch because this shit was so soft it was like a slip and slide boy yes yes uh so Go to welcometothepotty.com slash store for that. And I do have a fringe show coming up this March. Uh, March, I believe, 9th to the 14th at Gluttony in the Adelaide Fringe. It is called Who Killed Santa? It's a split bill with me, Claiborne McMath, Zach. Um, for some reason, I have just blanked on his name, which is so fucking disrespectful, but uh, I am a bit sick. Um, fucking hell. It's, it's escaping me. Why? Well, we'll come back to that. That is unprofessional, but you know, I'm on a, I'm on a time, time frame here. So I'm not, I'm actually not going to re-record this. Uh, and Gene Lewis, Gene, Mr. Gene Lewis. And, um, I opened for Zach last year. What the fuck? Just, 
I know so many Zachs, you know? Zach Stewart, you know? Zach Lowe, you know? Um, what the fuck is his surname? I could just go into Instagram real quick. Let's go in here. This is gonna be embarrassing. Zach Watson. God damn it, what's wrong with me, dude? Um, he's gonna be on the show like next week too. So let's let's just you guys keep that a secret that uh that I just fucked that up. But anyway, who killed Santa at the Adelaide Fringe? It's going to be hilarious. Uh you're gonna love it. There it's gonna be like uh a little bit different to what you're probably expecting. Um but that's you know, you don't wanna be seeing the same shit all the time. So get around it at the Adelaide Fringe and don't forget to check out uh, bungbungcoffee.com. It's currently not up and running, but it will be in the days to come. So bungbungcoffee.com, please do it. Don't forget about it. And I guess all we've got to do now is start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, Welcome to the party, bung bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the big boss man, aka the clumsy jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcast and the Magnum PR podcast and the captain. I'm here with Cameron Abraham, formerly known as Cameron Roberts. Um, met through Adelaide comedy scene, and um, yeah, let's have a chat. Let's do it. Um, yeah, the uh, the PhD is legit. I've seen it on the wall. Yeah, Clay McMath, PhD in podcasting. Yeah, man, I'm a doctor. It's all unsourced though. I don't I don't research anything, mm. but I'll make bold claims till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, um, yeah, but the the thing I wanted to start with is like we met through the open mic scene, and you you have a joke about uh, sort of finding yourself. Yeah. And then over like like probably the last 12 months, you've sort of moved away from comedy. You've changed your name. You've gone into hypnosis, hypnotherapy. What, where, what was the trigger point to sort of make the move, make the change? Um, man, it's a, it's a big question, man. It's a deep question. Um, there's a lot of things, man. But ultimately, I transitioned away from comedy because it wasn't – myself mm -hmm. if that makes sense um it's a, it's a, that's a really big question to answer but the, the what started it honestly was i think there's multiple factors but just it was just a decision to like yeah. to just change man just to do hypnosis study what i'm interested in comedy is fun but it wasn't you know what i was really inspired by yeah so hypnosis wim hof no alcohol no drugs just being clean eating healthy living healthy exercising meditating all that stuff man i just started doing it it's more I like I want to study and learn about something I'm interested in yeah which is to me hypnosis is one unconscious mind spirituality all that stuff like what people are who we are why we do what we do what we're inspired to do why like 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 you know who are we you know yeah. no one knows people don't know who they are most people don't know who they are yeah um so that was kind of I love I love doing a bit of comedy it was a bit of fun I met some legends like yourself and heaps of other legends um Although it just wasn't hitting the spot for me. So I may return doing hypnosis stage shows at the Fringe. Yep. Um, but yeah, dude, you, you know, like you feel better when you're in alignment with who you are, when you're living like, 
you know, when you're being yourself, you feel happy. Yeah. When you're not, you're not happy. And if you're not feeling happy, there's always deeper reasons behind it. Yeah. Like you can, you can sift through it, man, using meditation. You can get to the, to the root, you know, you, you can understand who you are basically. And, and yeah, it, it's a deep question. I could go on so many different tangents. Um, but the, yeah, that's the, that's the gist of. What type of meditation do you do? So I do lots of different types of meditation, man. So I've practiced a lot of Kriya Yoga stuff in India. I've also done, do Wim Hof breathing, which is a form of like breath work. Yep. Um, I've seen it. That's the, it's designed so that when you jump into cold water, you don't breathe, you don't breathe in, which is the natural reflex or something like that. That's not necessarily, no. that's not how it began. So Wim Hof is a dude like, so this technique, man, has been practiced for years by mm -hmm. like ancient monks and whoever, I don't know who, but it's been, people do it for thousands of years. Wim Hof has kind of made it more accessible to the mainstream because he's, dude, this guy's broken 26 world records. Like he's, he's climbed Mount Everest above the death zone wearing nothing but shorts and sandals. Right. I do. That's, that's next. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. Like people die and freeze people. There are dead bodies like frozen on that mountain right now. Yeah. And they're wearing oxygen tanks, all that stuff. He just walks up there in his shorts and his sandals and he just, it's like, it's all sweet. It's like just another day at the office for him. He's climbed that mountain, I don't know how many times, but a lot. He, dude, he's broke 26 world records. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, wouldn't you think if someone's broken 26 world records, he should be like on the front page of every newspaper, like every media outlet, like on TV every day, like Wim Hof's going for his next world record. People should hear about this stuff, man. Yeah. Um. So, and what he, and he, he the way he's kind of acclimatized or he's, he's, developed his body to that level is by going in cold water freezing cold water day in day out from the age when he was like 25 i think he's like 50s or 60s now and it changes the whole it changes the whole like composition it changes your physiology right it changes your whole body like your your yeah i don't know all the science so i won't get into it but it just changes a lot i've read his book it's really interesting um but the breathing itself is is so his method is of three components of, of what he's kind of um pushing now yeah that's breathing uh cold exposure and then um there's like a mindset element to it so when you do the breathing in the cold exposure there's a certain mindset to take into it so the breathing what that does is you just like oh, actually i shouldn't pretend i know the science because i don't yet um but it, yeah it's just really powerful man yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um i do i don't yeah it's not putting anyone's business out there really but my um Someone, someone I know does the Wim Hof, so I'm not, I'm not sure if you know him, um, Nick Swerdloff. No, must must do it like in another group or something. But well, you can do it solo. I do it solo. As yeah, well. right. I think yeah. he does do it in a group. So okay, yeah. So is he from Adelaide? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. where where were we? At Henley? Henley Beach, man. Yeah, yeah. He does, does it. it. He does it, Henley. Nick Swerdloff. Yeah, tall guy, really long hair, but he's usually wearing it in a bun. How long has he been going there for? I'm not sure. He just told me about it. Like I think it was Boxing Day. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll keep my Christmas eye out. Day. I'll keep my eye out for it. This, yeah. this group's growing, man. There's heaps of people now. Yeah, cool. Um, and have you got anything for Fringe this year? No, nah, man. No? Do you? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a, a split bill with Gene Lewis and Zach Watson. Yeah, yeah. I'm keen to check, dude. I'm keen to see you, man. I, I honestly, at, you're one of my favorite comedians to watch. Up there with Jay Michael. Love watching Jay mm, Michael. I think he's taking a break. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him since Fringe actually last year. Yeah, yeah, last year. What's been happening on the uh, Adelaide comedy scene? Because I haven't been, I haven't been around. For it's a while. been real quiet, obviously, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and because I'm more of like a storyteller, like true stories, like beefed up. 
I haven't been living my normal life, so I haven't got a lot more new material. Yeah. And I want, like, I opened for a few comics last year. Yeah. Um, so if people saw them and I do my old shit, they'll see the same shit this year. So I'm trying to, like, I'm, ra- like, really rushing to try and get some new, like, a new 20 before Fringe starts in, like, a month and a half. So It'll come together, man. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... It's been yeah, it's just been weird, man. Because um, if you're only getting up once a week, like there's not there's not a lot going at the moment. Like you've got to sit on a bad set. Like and if you try new stuff, you, you can have a lot of them. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting on bad sets for like minimum a week. Before Christmas, I did one, so I sat on that for a month, and that was just like hell. Yeah, but still loving it, and just trying to trying to build, and hopefully hopefully do something with it in the future. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. I've, I've gone down to four days at my day job to try and like focus more on it and comedy yeah. podcast. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the the name change. So you went from Cameron yeah, Robert to Robert Cameron to Abraham. Abraham, and was yeah. that was your, your grandfather's name or? What? Yeah, it was supposed to be his name. What happened is World War Two Singapore. I think you know he was in Malaysia. Something happened with the um during the war. I don't actually know what happened. No one really knows what happened. But basically. Someone messed up. I think it was one of the officials in Malaysia and made it his surname Robert when it was supposed to be Abraham. And that's kind of like just gone on from my dad didn't change his name. We, yeah, so I was a Robert as well. Yeah. My uncle has changed his name to Abraham. A few people in the family have changed their name to Abraham because it's supposed to be like the surname. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I just thought I'd do that because I was thinking about Robert Abraham. Robert is very, you know, pretty shitty name. It's not even my name. Yeah, so. yeah. And Abraham, yeah, I like Abraham a lot better. Yeah. So I thought I'd change to that. Yeah, cool. I've um like I've always sort of had this thing in the back of my head like that because people are like, oh McMath, like are you Scottish? I'm like, do I fucking look Scottish to you? <laughs> and like like it's clearly a slave name, you know, and like which I hate. Okay. But like then I've also got like I don't want to have a different name to my dad and like my my family and stuff as McMath well. Is, dude, Clay is a pretty sick name. Yeah, Clay is a sick name. Clay McMath sounds it sounds good. Yeah, like, I like that name. Yeah, but yeah, and like there's no it's I guess with slavery it's hard to really figure out where where you're from. Like I've never done like a ancestry um, DNA or anything. Yeah, I've never done any of that. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I think about it sometimes. Um, so, so what makes you think it's a slave name? Just because, like, that that's that's what happened. Like, when when you were on a plantation, you, you would take, like, your owner's name. Yeah. And, like, otherwise, otherwise, like, all of my family would be, like, Mukunda or, or something like that. You know what I mean? So, like, where's, your da- where, where's your dad from? My, my dad's from Springfield, Illinois. Okay. But... And he's black as well? Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, like... So, you think some Irish dude... Has like gotten in there somehow. Yeah. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. But you just like, there's no real way of knowing, Point. I guess. Like there's a, there's a Facebook page like McMath Family Tree. Mm. But I think the name is just like someone's just named it. That is not really, fa- it's just like, if you're a McMath, get in there and like, like we'll see who our family <laughs> members are. It's not, yeah. there's nothing, no one's got any information of like where we come from or anything. Yeah. I write in there all the time like, hey, does anyone know like what part of Africa we're from? Like <laughs> nothing. Hunt for it, man. Dude, do Ancestry DNA. Like, yeah. If you want to know, hunt around and see what see what you find. Yeah, I just get a bit like, they're just going to put me in a database, you know, like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> in yeah. case I feel like fucking playing up one day. Like, yeah. I'll just get caught immediately. They know your ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that, that kind of thing definitely 
I definitely get it. I definitely identify with like that kind of thought and wanting to get back to your roots a bit. 100% man. It's, yeah. Dude, I find it fascinating learning about even just the old people. Dude, for me, like I reckon people are literally are just like a book you can turn to any page at at any time you want when you're speaking to them. Like if you ask them a question, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can ask like them any question and, you know, if you're in, if you're, you know, on good terms with them, they'll give you some interesting answers. Yeah, for sure. So, dude, I find it so fascinating talking to my older relatives and people like that and just, you can ask them whatever you want. Yeah. And just, and just hear the stories, man. The stories especially. Like when you, because you're talking about, I get sick of talking about like, well, what's happening today? What's happening with coronavirus? Like the this shit, like the election, whatever. Who cares, man? Like, Get to the core of like that person. Like, so what? Like, there's so much you can talk about that's actually interesting. Yeah. As opposed to just the same shit that just gets circulated again and again. Like you spoke, you had the same conversation with you know 20 people. Yeah. Like, like get you to can, know the actual person. Yeah. You can really find like instead of who are you like, oh, uh, you know, I'm Clay and I I do comedy and like these superficial layers, like yeah. why are you, you know, like yeah. why are you who you are? Why do you do what you do? Like that kind of shit. And you, with older people especially, I guess they, they get a bit bored as well when they, like there's not much to do when you're older. They are open books, man. Like yeah, you have 100%. a chat to them and they will like, you're stuck. Yeah, man. Um, but what's, what is your background? So I'm half Indian and half, uh, like my mum's Australian. She was born here, but Eng- she's English, Irish, Dutch, Welsh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Bit of a mutt. Bit of a blend. Yeah. yeah. Bit of a mutt on yeah. mum's side. Bit of a blend. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like my dad doesn't know who his dad is. Yeah. So, or was. Um, so like, yeah, that's a bit of a mystery. And then my mum is from New Zealand. Her I think her mum's from New Zealand, but like on that side, it's like English, and then her dad is Dutch. So like, yeah, I'm a bit of a mart as well. Got it, got it all in me. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, we got English and Dutch in common. Yeah, we could be cousins, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> could be cousins. I've never been. Have you ever been like to the UK or Netherlands? Um, nah, man. I, I want to go to Poland though. That's the next place I'm going. Okay. Uh, why, to, why Poland? Because Wim Hof's academy is there. Oh right. Yep. So I'm going to become an instructor. Oh, so sick. yeah, and that's Poland, man. So I got to go there. Do whatever the academy is. Yeah. Just yeah. got to wait for... Wait for everything, everything to clear yeah. up. Fuck, man. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. yeah. We're, dude, we're pretty good here, hey? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's breezy it's over already, here. I forgot it exists, man. Like, if you don't watch the news, you forget coronavirus exists. Yeah. And I don't... I, I make a point not to watch the news, really. Yeah, same. It just sucks, like, being on social media, you just get all other... Yeah. Like, the bullshit opinions of just, like, idiots. You yeah, know? Like, dude, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's so depressing. I hate watching the news, man. Yeah, I wish there was like, like you know how I, I used to have this opinion of like all these like TikTokers and people on Instagram, like they do like a nice thing, but they're filming themselves. And I used to be like, what a fuck we like. You're only doing that for attention for or attention whatever. or yeah. like whatever. But like, I've sort of changed my mind recently. Mm. Like, at least I'm seeing something positive instead yeah. of just like. Trump's a bigot or yeah, like dude. something's burning or yeah. Yeah. Well, you see someone like, if you watch it and you feel good, that's good. Like I'm sure millions of people watch those good deed videos and feel good. Yeah. So that's a, another good deed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man. a million good deeds. Oh, the ones that, the ones that um, just get, get me going are the, um, the surprise returns from service. Like people come back from Afghanistan. Oh yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Like and their, their kids kid are there and stuff. Or whatever. Like, oh man. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, man. But yeah, there's so much. Dude, there's so that's a good thing about the internet now, man. And so social media can be good if you don't let yourself get hooked on it because yeah. you can choose whatever you want to watch. Yeah, like you can. You know, it's a double-edged sword. I think everything's a double-edged sword, but that can be a double. It's a double. You know what a double-edged sword? Yeah, is? yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, catch twenty-two. Yeah, exactly. Good and bad. Yeah, man. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think. Did you watch that um, Social Dilemma? That I haven't watched it. My my cousin or someone told me to watch it recently. I haven't watched it. It's funny because they've got all like people that were in the industry, developers of Twitter, stuff like that. And they're talking about like everything we did was for good. Like we we didn't have these thoughts of negativity in our minds. Like when we created the like button, mm. that was to spread positivity. Yeah. But then it it kind of developed into this tool to build this algorithm where if you like this fake news you're going to keep getting fake news and you're yeah. it's going to like it's going to warp your train of thought yeah and yeah it just it turned into this evil monster and all they want to do is spread positivity with the like button the yeah. same with like retweets shares yeah you just you just build this information cloud around yourself yeah and you just get the same the same shit and i yeah. think it's like I think about it with um, like, you know, Instagram, all these Instagram models. Like, I don't know, I don't know like, but infidelity levels have to have gone up surely. Cause like, it's just like this machine, like feeding your testosterone, like making, yeah. making dudes horny. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's not good, man. Cause it, 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 decon <clears throat> it conditions you, it conditions you, man. Like, yeah. you know, when you're looking at like hot girls on Instagram or whatever, like it's it's best to put all that stuff away because it conditions your you. expectations. And you stuff. release dopamine in your brain. You become aroused by dopamine, and then when you're with a normal girl, there's no that, that yeah, you don't get that like, same stimulation. Yeah. What's this chick? You know? Yeah. Exactly, man. So it's good to social media, like good in obviously good in smaller doses, mm -hmm. not not something you want to get addicted to. Yeah. You go into trance, man. I learned that doing hypnotherapy. You go into a trance. The second you look at your phone or a TV screen, you go into a trance. Yeah. So. And whatever you're looking at, your just unconscious mind is just absorbing and just taking it in and like, yeah, dude, you've got to watch the social dilemma because it talks about that because it's got like, um, this this analogy of like these these dudes are in the office like focused on one person on their phone, right? Which obviously isn't the way it works, but it's just showing you that like, it basically times how long you look at a certain picture, yeah, and then um. If, if it starts to feel like it's losing you, they'll be like, like for me, they'd be like, this dude loves basketball. Let's chuck, like, make sure the next thing he sees is a <laughs> basketball bas highlight, you yeah. know, then we'll keep him. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, that's how it works. And yeah, yeah. that's that trance thing is like, mm. now you're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you always been into like hypnosis? I've always been interested in the unconscious mind. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been like, not necessarily hypnosis. That's probably in the last two three years mm -hmm. when i was a kid definitely not man like i don't know it's just come about it hasn't like my curiosity has led deeper and deeper and deeper through like you know so at first started with like self-help books standard self-help and then i started realizing that all led to like spirituality then i started meditating then i started seeing like how effective meditation was and just seeing so many different parts of myself and seeing the whole world differently mm -hmm. and then through that that kind of led to like uh, how can i why this kind of spiritual stuff in a more practical way, which I can help other people and help them to learn stuff as well. So hypnosis and I've studied NLP is kind of like a, you know, one step on that journey. Yeah. It's so fascinating. I think dude, it's it, cause 
if if you learn NLP and hypnosis, your awareness about everything because like everything we experience, we experience through ourselves. What's NLP? NLP is neuro linguistic programming. Oh yeah. So it's it's um, along the lines of hypnosis and psychology kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you understand them, like your level of awareness just just like doubles instantly. It it just it's just a triples. Yeah. And quadruples. Like because you see the whole world differently. You know why you're doing things. You understand how your actual brain works. You understand how to learn. Because dude, people go through school, some of the teachers teaching people have no fucking idea how to learn yeah. or how to teach. They're stupid themselves. Yeah. The whole there's there's a lot of issues obviously out there in the world. Um but dude, I feel like for me, the like how do you actually how does your brain work? Like why do we you know how many people are out there who like are smoking who don't want to smoke? Yeah. Or who are like overweight who don't <coughs> want to be overweight? You know what I mean? Like there's it's because they're not taught how their brain works. Yeah. Like hypnosis is like and NLP is so fundamental in just like understanding why and how we do the things we do. It should be like the first thing we're taught. Honestly, it's like how does our unconscious mind function? Because that's who we are. Like that's mm. where all our habits and all our everything that we are is stored in the unconscious yeah. like, of ourselves. So to me, it's so fundamental and it's practically applicable to everyone because everyone has an unconscious mind. Yeah, and it's better. Like I feel like it's better to understand that than to just like try and like will and determination are good things and like um self-control but to just to just like try and quit smoking cold turkey is just is so brutal to be addicted to sugar and try try not to eat sweets is fucking hard man and and it's so easy to break i've i've like i'm i'm trying to get back in shape at the moment and i've i've found myself like you know late nights coming home from comedy like i'm i'm hungry i found myself like salivating in the car and like thinking about mcdonald's me i can drive by mcdonald's and go home but like some people take like are going in there you know knowing it's 11 o'clock at night and mm. they're going to be asleep in 30 minutes anyway they're still they'll do that no like yeah. and that's if you understand if you can understand why you do things, it's easier to not do it. But yeah. if you don't understand why I do it, even if you don't want to do it, mm. it's like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of out of my control, so whatever, I'll just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Take back the responsibility for yourself. Because, yeah, dude, yeah, for sure, man. It's – um, you can quit cold turkey. You can do stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. just on your own accord. But if you understand how you – like why you're reaching for the dart, like the cigarette, or why you're like – reaching for the like Macca's burger, it becomes so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> like you can just, you get to the root cause of it. You don't like fuck around like, like, oh, next week I'm going to quit darts or the week after I'm going to quit darts. You just go straight to the source of the issue in the unconscious mind using hypnosis or NLP because there's a reason. If you're smoking or if you're, if you're self-sabotaging through smoking cigarettes or, or drinking alcohol, like, you know, some people enjoy it, but if you're over consuming alcohol or if you're, you know what I mean? Like if you're self-sabotaging, there's a reason why. And, yeah. and you, that can be resolved. But people, like, they operate on, like, a surface level their whole life. They do live the same year again and again. You've seen that so many times. Oh, know, yeah. Like, the same year again and again. It's like, well, d- like, you can actually, it's not, you know, they don't understand how simple and easy it actually can be to change. I was just talking to Roods the other night because it was the first um, one mic stand for the year. Yeah. And um, Roods was like, oh, do you know any of these people? I was like, nah. And he's like, 
you going to talk to them? And I was like, <laughs> you going to talk to them? I was like, if they're still around in six months, maybe. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to try and make a friend tonight that's here for some fucking bucket list thing and that I'm never going to see again. I'm like, fuck it, You should have said hello. Like, yo, how are you? Yeah, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, because these people... These people are like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. Like, I want to do it. and yeah. then, But then they don't. Like, every year, that's how that's how the year starts, is all these new people in the first session. Yeah. And then... Any of them decent? Any any good... Uh, how were these guys? Um, Any standouts? I, I was I was up the, I wasn't paying too much attention and it was it was actually a pretty tough crowd. Okay. I think it was a bit, a bit of an older crowd actually. How many was it a decent crowd or Yeah, it was decent. It was like as always like it probably won't be the best of the year, you know, like the first one. Okay. Um but yeah, it was a bit older and like, you know, typical people did well, like Rude's kills always. Yeah. Um I had a tough night. Tough yeah, because I Henry Wilson, surely Henry Wilson killed. Yeah, yeah, Henry man. I like, I like the thing about him is like, his there'll be like an awkward moment and his fucking transitions out of it. I don't even know if he, I don't think he even intentionally does it, but he, his transition out of an awkward moment is just so seamless. <laughs> I'm, I envy it, man. <laughs> I, I panicked. I panicked and forgot my final punchline. I was like, all right, guys, bye. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he just doesn't give a fuck, man. No. I think he's so desensitized to, like, caring about himself. I don't know, man. He's, dude, honestly, he's probably, the like, the funniest fucking person I've seen on stage. Not because his jokes are funny and smart. He's just ridiculous. And you don't, like, it's unpredictable. You don't know what's going to come. And he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and for some, like for some reason, his jokes, I know him off by heart, and <laughs> yeah. I will laugh at him every time, every single time. And yeah. then the other people, I'll just be like, "Yeah, that's funny," but I've, you know, I've, I've heard it. I'm over it. But he just yeah, fucking yeah. tickles me, man. Like, dude, he destroys me. I've seen him fucking kill some sets as well. Yeah. he's the kind of dude, man. Even when like you know when a joke doesn't go well, some comedians are hell, like they own it. They're like, "Yeah, it didn't yeah. go well," and that part becomes funny. Yeah. He is real good at doing that. Yeah. Like, they're sometimes yeah. his biggest laughs. Like, his yeah. actual joke will be so shit. Yeah. And then he'll just, like, acknowledge it. And he'll just do something funny. He's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, he, well, that's the end of that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he even, he even apologizes for. Oh, he's like, so funny. Oh, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, man. he's the best. He's the funniest. Fu- dude, I would watch an hour straight of him in a. Dude, imagine him in like a like you know the Sydney Opera House, just Henry <laughs> Wilson on the fucking. Stage. It'd be so good. It'd be <laughs> so good. I'd, I'd pay for that. I would as well, man. Yeah, man. I love that dude. Yeah. Um. Oh. So have you have you ever been hypnotized? You've ever gone undergone hypnotherapy? Yeah. 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 Not, not, not for any cures, just in my, like, not for, like, to quit smoking or anything like yeah. that. Just in my um, trainings, I've been hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah. And what, like, what, for what reason? Like, did they do What suggestions? So, what, like, so, obviously, when you put someone into a trance, you give them suggestions. If they want to quit smoking, you suggest uh, you're a non-smoker. If they want to lose weight, you give them those suggestions. Mm-hmm. So, what suggestions I got, I think they were, they, they were to do with smashing out my... Like we had a test, mm-hmm. tr- like a test for the NLP training. So it was all about just smashing out the test. I think to what they said to me or what I had written down for them to say to me, to suggest to me was I can easily and effortlessly recall all NLP. No, I can easily and effortlessly recall all NLP information and it just flows through me, blah, blah, blah. And I smashed that fucking test. Dude. Yeah, right. Like when you, 
learn when you hypnotize yourself to dominate to, to learn your efficiency in learning just just like it just goes through the roof dude yeah right. you literally sit there in a trance we learned in nlp we learned something about called the learning state yeah which is where you put yourself into a light trance so what you do is you just like look at the like a spot on the wall above eye level and then you put your fingers into peripheral vision and just like wiggle your fingers and, and watch like see them but still look at that spot yeah so you'd be aware of them do that for like a minute or two and you go into like a lot very light trance and you just f- fucking absorb the information you just like your whole body just like absorbs the information just from doing that from doing that and obviously i do some self-hypnosis like i hypnotize myself three times a day man yeah to like yeah like um oh yeah i'll tell listeners like we had a chat a couple of weeks ago and you sent me like a paragraph about like self-belief confidence um and like just yeah being myself and being comfortable being myself with new people being funny stuff like that yeah and um i was doing i've gotten a bit slack lately um but yeah i want to i definitely want to like keep doing that how did you know how did you did you notice the differences when you went out i don't think i've really actually been out since that night so okay, okay. yeah um, did, you, did you feel different like i guess okay thursday night out at uh comedy um like like mark ryan was there um uh gordon southern was there roots was there um and though like for me like i can feel i can easily feel intimidated by guys like that uh, just because i think they're very funny i don't think i'm on their level at all uh and so i can i don't want to make a fool of myself so i'll just shut the fuck up around them but I was like, yeah, I, I'd say I was engaging more with them on Thursday than I would have usually. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is the key with that, man. But dude, you you get into a rhythm with it. They don't like, there's there's so many factors to take into account in terms of life, honestly. But dude, when you are in good rhythm using, you know, self-hypnosis or, you know, what, what was it I gave you? I think it was like a script yep. to read through and just like meditate on yeah. every morning or whatever. You dude, you you'll take off, man. Yeah. Take off when you really tune into that. And if it resonates with you, like, like the depths of who you are, then it will you will go through the roof, man. Yeah, uh, my mum's been getting hypnotherapy lately, and I forgot why. And I don't want to put it um, business out there, but she said that um, what was it for? I don't remember, but she said she the first one she just she came out of there and she just fucking bowled her eyes out. Um, but she she said it felt really good. Okay, but yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what what it was for yeah but it's deep man it's yeah. seriously deep dude it's all emotional work like when you're doing breath work and like wim hof wim hof is you know like a very spiritual yeah it's not really spiritual but it, it can be spiritual so emotions come up trauma comes up that's the great thing about wim hof you literally breathe into your body you feel into your body and the parts of your body that you've been unconscious of like tension stored in your muscles and mm. your back or your face even um, you become conscious of the tension that you're holding on to. And as you relax that tension, that tension is like emotional, it's stress mm. stored that you're holding on to. Um, so you become conscious of it. You bring into the, your, that into your conscious and you're relaxing it. And as you let go of that, you're letting go of sadness or emo- you're letting go of emotions as mm. well. So that's like, I'm not surprised you cried after hypnotherapy because, you know, you're you're kind of going deeper in yourself. So whatever stuff is coming up, you know, emotions... Were you, were you at a point where you recognised that you, you didn't feel yourself or did, was that something you came to after you sort of 
uh, stopped comedy and started exploring this stuff. Oh man, I felt, dude, I haven't felt myself for like four or five years before yeah. that. And like, you, you knew that at the time? That I didn't feel like myself. Yeah. hundred percent, man. Yeah. But I, I didn't know who I was though. Yeah. Like this was since like, maybe I was like 20. Cause like, you know, high school finished and then it's like life kind of began. Mm-hmm. It's like, well now like I was hunting, dude. Like who am I? And I was committed to like getting the best out of myself. I was like working at a business school and I was like doing comedy. I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do sales. I explored so like I was like trying to work out who I was. Yeah, I didn't know, um, but you, you can tell when you're not really um, being yourself because you don't feel like you don't feel good. Yeah, when you feel good, when you feel really good, you know, like yeah, like this is who I am. Yeah, when you don't, you like if you're not feeling good, it's because you're probably not living congruent to who you actually are. Yeah, and that's like anyone can like kind of in any moment make an assessment in terms of how. Um, how authentic they're being to their own soul by how good do I feel right now? Yeah. The better you feel, the more like congruent you are to your soul's purpose, so to say, that which is who you are. When you take action that is aligned with your soul's purpose, you feel like your soul wants more of it. It's like keep doing this because it feels even better and better and better. So did it stop pausing? Um. Yeah. That only records for thirty minutes at a time. But okay. It's all good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, I definitely, like, in the gap between retiring from basketball and starting comedy, that's where I was. I was just, like, my entire life, basketball has been my identity. That's who I am. That's what I love. That's everything I've worked for. That's the only direction I was headed in. And then it gets taken away from you and you're just like, like, now what? And I just, like, that's, that's when I started putting on weight. Obviously, like, I was very active and I started being active, but, like, like I was definitely like drinking heavily, eating, like eating my feelings. Yeah. And yeah. Just like, um, and then I finally like, it takes balls to get up on stage and I, I always yeah. wanted to my whole life do comedy. Mm. Um, but it took me first. I had to like get over and accept that I wasn't an athlete anymore before I could do that as well. But then when I was ready I still wasn't like, I didn't have the nuts to get up on stage. So I still like, wasn't, I knew where I wanted to go, but I wasn't ready to start that yet. So I still was like, not, not who I wanted to be. So that was like, yeah, I definitely knew that. And like, now I'm doing what I want to do and I'm not very skilled at it. So there's a lot of nights where I come home, like I'm doing what I want to do, but I just feel like shit about it. Mm. <laughs> Cause yeah, comedy is a beast, man. Like, in what way like like just how like it's just so it's it's like golf man you can do it (laughs) you can do it and do it and do it and do it and still have a fucking terrible day you know yeah yeah and like you're you're not competing with anyone like i'm not you know if rudes kills and i have a shit no i'm not like i'm not like fuck rudes you know you're not competing with rudes you're competing with yourself Yourself, and so like yeah it's just it's a tough it's a grind i understand like why while like some people leave it because you can you can easily like fall into a dark place if you're not if you're if you don't understand the game like that you know yeah yeah that's life man that's life yeah yeah for sure there's a difference between like stage hypnosis and and yeah hypnotherapy obviously so so like you're not going to turn me into a chicken Um, like nah. you couldn't you couldn't do that. I'm not at that level, man. I'm still right. very like early. Like yeah. it can be not not turning into a chicken, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, but like like walking like around. A chicken and shit. But there's also 
some people are more suggestible than others as well, yeah, right? So, yeah, like, yeah. is it is there like a um a theory or something that the people that put their hands up, right, to go on stage are more suggestible than people who don't? Is there a theory that the people who put their like if, well, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hypnosis show at Fringe and guy says let's have some volunteers, yeah. Are the people that put their hands up more likely to be suggestible than the, like if he just randomly picked people out? Uh, for th- oh no! If he if he's picking people, he's picking the suggestible people because that's what he you know because that's what he's looking for. And people he can tell. He, there's yeah. signs. There's signs. I, I'm not a guru yet, so yeah. I've never done a stage show. I've learned a little bit. So you, from what I know, um, the hypnotist will kind of suss out the whole crowd. I'll kind of go into like peripheral vision as I was saying before mm. and we'll watch the whole crowd and as they're doing their spiel um, I'll just give you an example of Isaac Lohman because I've seen his show he's the only hypn- I've seen a few hypnotists but he's the one I've seen recently yep. so I, you know Isaac Lohman? I think so I don't think I've seen his show he's, he's po- uh, this is a weird thing to say but his posters are like gold is that right? I think so I don't know what his posters are but he's Adelaide he's from Adelaide he's a gun hypnotist he's, okay. I think he's the best stage hypnotist in the state from what I know mm-hmm. sells out his fringe run every year I think he does 40 shows wow. and just destroys it 200 seat venue as well so I think what he does is he hypnotises um, like he will look at the whole audience and he will hypnotise the whole audience at first and then he will kind of be looking for the people who are most suggestible if that makes sense. Wow. So he'll be in peripheral vision. He'll hypnotize. Not everyone would go deep into a trance, but some people will be more deep in the trance than others. Mm. And then those people he notices, he picks out and he kind of exposes them. Not exposes them, but he kind of says, like, stand up, come up the front. Those people come up the front. And then he hypnotizes. Because if you if you got, like, I went to a show, for example, with Henry Wilson, right? To, to Isaac Lohman's show yeah, with okay. Henry Wilson. And this was the year before. So he did it differently. And he was... As soon as he started the show, he was just like, all right, who wants to like, come up? Who wants to be hypnotised? Henry Wilson ran up there. <laughs> Henry's brother ran up there. And they're two different, like, completely different operators, right? Yep. And so Henry, <laughs> while, while Isaac's, like, hypnotising, everyone on the stage is, like, 10 people or whatever, 15. Um, Henry is, like, peeking around and shit at everyone else. Like, the eyes are supposed to be closed. He's, like, looking around and stuff. And I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's funny. Anyway, Henry, eventually Isaac taps him on the shoulder and like, all right, go, go back to your seat, like, whatever. You're not, he, was, wasn't, he wasn't in a trance. So he, whoever's not in a trance, the hypnotist will send back to the, to the audience and yep. says, you know, watch it, from, watch it from the crowd. His brother went into a deep trance and was doing all this stuff, was dancing on stage. We were supposed to just went into a trance and he was part of the show. Yeah, So Because wow. they're two different characters, man. Henry, you know, great man. Um, yeah, he just... I don't want to disclose too much about Henry, but he just didn't, you know, he just didn't go into a trance. Some yeah. people, some people go into a trance more effectively than other people for so many different reasons. I went to see, I, now I don't, I don't think she was a hypnotherapist, right? I went to see a counselor once I was, I was having trouble with a breakup yeah. and <clears throat> she, I did like, I wasn't in a trance or maybe I was, I don't know, but I, I had my eyes closed and I was, I was definitely relaxed and she was she was making me like visualize um like a box on my chest or something and and she was like is it lighter or is it heavy like can you can you breathe properly and stuff like that and i was like oh no i can't like can't breathe properly mm-hmm. um and then like yeah it went it ended up not being the the girl that i'd br- like that had just broken up with me 
was like why I felt upset, right? But I didn't, she was like, you haven't forgiven the previous girlfriend like that um, you caught cheating on you. And like I, I, in this relaxed state, forgave her and then like I wasn't over like the, the new girl that had broken up with me, but like I was dealing with it much better after that. You yeah. know, it was very, yeah, very, yeah, different. Uh, she wasn't, yeah, she didn't call herself a hypnotherapist though. Yeah. What did she call herself? Do you remember? Like a healer or something? I don't know. Cause I, I got her number from, from a friend that had seen her. So, so yeah, I didn't look her up or anything. So it was, yeah, I'm, I just had like a text message phone yeah. number. So I didn't yeah. like see a card or anything. Yeah. It's powerful. But yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. And um, yeah, she, she had me in tears and shit in there. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was that was probably like I've, because that's not something that I I do with my job. Like I just talk about things and I give like very logical strategies. Um, the <laughs> the main one I say, but like sometimes you just need to hear something very simple. Like control what you can control. You know, like because a lot of I work with yeah. veterans yeah. and they they get very. Um, Are you a counsellor? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get very heightened about their their like claims and stuff because the claim process takes so long. I'm like, so you're you're upset about how long your claims are taking? Like, yeah. I'm like, well, what can you do about that? Nothing. I'm like, well, getting upset about is that gonna make? <laughs> so they're getting upset about nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they then they're like, yeah, okay. And they settle they settle down straight away. I haven't done shit. I haven't done anything. It's just mm. like just control you can control. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that. You say that every week. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. It's really simple. But most people, there's actually a principle called cause and effect in the NLP. Like you either res- take responsibility for everything in your life, mm. or you put the blame externally. You got to own everything, man. Yeah. Like it, there, there's no limit to the extent to which you can take responsibility for what occurs to you. Yeah. It's yeah. 100%. I think that's the most empowering thing to do, to like take responsibility for everything. Yeah. I've done it to help people quit smoking. I haven't done it in a theatre context. How's it, how's it gone with the smoking? Yeah, good, man. Yeah. Effective. Very effective. Yeah. So if anyone wants to quit smoking, wants to be hypnotised to quit smoking, hit me up. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good, man. It's one of the easiest things to help people quit through hypnosis. I've, I've heard a lot of success stories with that. Yeah. Um, I've had another guest on that... Um, I think she said like her, her motivation on the treadmill was really low. Yeah. And she got hypnotized into like like being chased by like some monster or something. And she would just fucking like she'd get on the treadmill and just fucking go. Okay. Um because she's she's like a almost I don't know what her title is, but some like almost like a life coach. Yeah. So she yeah, she's always like studying that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it's powerful, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, yeah. I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> like, pretty relaxed. Now. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> my brain's like, it calms you down so much, dude. Like, I do like, I do that whenever I feel like relaxing. I'll just like sit there and just talk to myself internally and just become conscious and relax every part of my body, basically. Yeah. Any part of my body I want to relax. Yeah. Yeah. And is that so? Are you still studying it or is that have you got i'm still studying it man i so i've got to do i'll do trainings all throughout this year yeah i'm not going to stop learning it to be honest i'm never going to stop learning although yeah i still got three trainings to do this year okay in hypnosis and nlp yeah 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 i had a client actually that did nlp um he had only just started and then like um 
I closed this file though, so I don't know how he's going with it, but yeah, um, I think because everyone in the army smokes, so he was like, I think he was doing a lot of non-smoking stuff with some of his um, workmates. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the army. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it works. It's really, it's really interesting, dude. It, yeah, and in any, th- if anyone is a therapist or a counselor or uh, you know wants to help people, NLP is like it will change your life. Yeah. Um. And. Yeah, dude, I'm so like, yeah, I'm so relaxed right now. Like my, brain, <laughs> my brain's like switched off. <laughs> yeah. um, it's almost like, it's almost like, because um, I do feel when I read that paragraph you gave me, I do like, once I've read through it three times, it is, med- it's like meditative a little bit. Like I do feel relaxed just from doing that. It's a different type of, um, it's a different type of reading than reading a book, you know? Yeah. Like I do like, you know, you can read a book in bed and like get sleepy, but it's, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like, like merging with what is written as opposed to like, you know, um, it's more of like a meditation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And merging with it, like really like feeling what you're reading as opposed to when you're trying to like do math and stuff, it's more like conscious and more analytical, mm-hmm. less analytical, more just like absorption and more like just embracing and accepting it. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm trying to think of like how I can use this one yeah. for, for comedy, but I guess you can't, you, like you don't oh, really. Oh dude, 100% you can, man. I do that. I did that on stage, like for one of my strengths, man. I'm not that good at improv stuff, to be honest, but dude, my like stage presence was real like, like, strong you mm-hmm. know what i mean like yeah. i would like and you go into peripheral vision on stage I, I, like the best public speakers in the world the best we actually taught this in our nlp training as well you go into peripheral vision when you're with the audience and you feel the audience you read the audience you know how you see the gun comics and they'll say the same joke but it will be different every time they say it yeah. and like the the highs and the lows and like the way they say the joke every time is a bit different Mm -hmm. because the audience is different Yeah, and they can feel that and they know how to change it like based on the vibe of the audience and the room on the night. And it's that, I don't know if they all use that, but one of the most effective things to do is to go into peripheral vision. Don't get caught in the details of this person, that person, that person. Just look at the, like feel the whole audience, the whole room and just feel when you're up there, man. Like, and dude, you can't get thrown off when you do that because you, because you're just like, so like within yourself. Yeah. It's, it's dude, it's the most powerful thing. I'm, I've done a lot of public speaking. I'm good at it. I'm really good at it now. When you're in that place, man, it's, it's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, and I think, I think a lot of comics can get it, like can get self-conscious um, or even that, even public speakers, but like, if, if there's 100 people in a room and 99 of them are laughing, I'm still going to be like, what's this cunt's problem down here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> dude, I don't even – when I'm doing comedy, man, I don't even see the audience, dude. Like, I don't even care about seeing it. Like, you, like, you just hear it. Like, sometimes you want to see a few people, but just feel it, dude. Just hear yeah. it. And it's like you feel it, man. It's all intuitive for me anyway. You can, you can hear when – like, yeah, you can hear it. You can feel it. You can yeah. feel it and you can hear it and, yeah. Yeah. It's so fun, man. Comedy is actually real. It's such a thrill, you know, like when you're about to go up and then you, like for me, what would happen to me? I could tell before I went up, like the second before I went up, whether I was going to kill or whether it'd be, whether it'd be kind of shit. 
but because my heart would start like the second I was gonna fucking kill, like two seconds before I was on stage, my heart would just start pounding. Yep. And I would just be so present and I like I would feel it in the center of my chest. I'm like, yep. I'm gonna fucking do you get that as well? Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna I feel like I feel this. like people can see it. Like I feel like my shirt's going like this. Yeah. Yeah. But what about when you sh- do shitty gigs? What happens? Like mm. is there any do you have an indicator of Sometimes sometimes I can have that feeling and still have a shit gig, but sometimes like I feel like I do it to myself with the shit gig sometimes. Like if it's a if it's a room with six people, I'm like, this is gonna fucking suck. I, w- I won't get I won't get as nervous, and I'll go up, and instead of like banging out my jokes, I'll give you my joke like this, and you will feel that I hate being there, and you're gonna <laughs> fucking hate being there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, but if it's like. Yeah, that vibe of like raw when it's like it's like a full room, mm. like the energy you you've, you take that room's energy and you give it back, yeah. and it's just so much easier to to kill in that situation. I feel on the big and, bigger occasion. Yeah, and that's uh, that's something that I I want to work on is like in those rooms that you feel like a shit, bringing it still. Yeah, because I I can phone that in pretty easy. Yeah, dude, that's where you can learn the most, I guess. Just, dude, even if there's, like, six people, just do, like, crowd work. Just try yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, if yeah, just smash crowd work. Just, there's always something to learn, you know? Yeah. Something to improve on. I tell myself all the time, because, like, I do solo podcasts, like, all the time. Yeah. And, like, I've never got notes or anything. I just talk for an hour with nothing. Just, just go and go and go. Yeah. And I'm like... When, once I get on stage, I'm like, make sure you do this, 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 yeah. this. And it's just like, just fucking, just do, just do that. Just get yeah, on stage and talk sometimes. Be yourself. Yeah. Dude, that's what, yeah, that's what we we're talking about, man. Like the whole game is just like being yourself. Yeah. Actually, it is. When you can be yourself and you're comfortable with yourself off stage, you go on stage, you can be, if you can be yourself on stage, like anyone be fucking funny, man. You mm. know what I mean? Like anyone can make themselves laugh in a fucking mirror when no one's watching. Yeah. Anyone can be a fucking comedian if they can be themselves just in front of like a thousand people. Yeah. Oh, well, there's there's an art to be a comedian though, because you see oh, yeah, some like yeah, dudes. True, true, dude, true. You see dudes yeah. that are like the funny guy in their group. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, I'm gonna go do do an open mic, and then they just do whatever they do in the front of their friends, and it's just like, whoa, dude, like this. Yeah, you you can like there's always you know. Yeah. You can work on that. Yeah. Like if someone, most people like if they really if they analyze it in enough depth, like what comedy is. It's actually fucking simple, man. Yeah. Like when you really analyze it in depth of like what I'm saying, like why is it funny? Like how do I have to pronounce it for it to be funny? Like yeah. You can analyze I, it. Well, I think it. I think it's simple for you. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That that's not that's simple not simple. Yeah, you know, true, that's true. that's that's why comedy's hard is because yeah. like there there is there to an extent there's a formula to it, but it's it's a hard one to work out, especially because everyone's got their own brand of comedy. Yeah. And there is like a, there's a beat. A beat. A beat. A beat, yeah. So like, if you if you tell a joke, you can sometimes feel it being uncomfortable and then you, you're like, there's just one word. If I take that word out, it comes out better. It's easier for them to digest. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a like, um, uh, what's that fucking, oh my God. Um, <laughs> Fuck, like, oh my God, I don't know. So relaxed, eh? Yeah, I still know my name, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
oh shit, it's uh, it's not give and take. Oh fuck it, who cares? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent, man. No, dude. Yeah, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. So, are you are you looking at like turn, turning um, the hypnosis, uh, hypnotherapy thing into a career? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I won't limit myself just to that. In terms of what I'll do, it won't be limited hypnotherapy. Like Wim Hof, Wim Hof, as well. Heaps of stuff, man. I know I can help people specifically yeah. with so many issues. So, I'll, like, it's an ongoing journey. I'll, I'll learn as much as I can that I feel relevant. Yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Um, what are we at now? Um, so, yeah, do you have anything to plug? Anything to plug? Yeah, if you want to quit smoking, message me. CC. Follow me on Instagram, c.c Abraham. That's my business page. Yep. And if you want to quit smoking or if you want to learn about Wim Hof, meditation, yoga, if you have any issues, you want to lose weight, if you want to uh, like reconnect with yourself, that's mainly what I'm best at. Helping people to reconnect with themselves and achieve like whatever you want from from life by reconnecting with yourself. Right. So yeah. C.c Abraham, that'll be in the uh, episode description as well. Um and yeah, thanks for thanks for coming. Good chat, man. Yeah. Good session. Yeah. Cheers. Baby girl gone to Baby girl gone to